0: You're listening to Funding the Dream on Kickstarter, the number one podcast for the number one crowdfunding platform. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Richard Bliss, and you're listening to episode 192. My guest today, you know, I don't think I've ever had a guest, a pair of guests quite this famous, but we're going we're gonna to go with that. I've had a pair of twins on the show before, but I'm um, having a new pair of twins. I want to welcome Michael and Stephen St- Stagli- stagliano michael steven did i get it right you nailed it Good yeah, job. i'm not sure i did that well but uh, welcome to <laughs> well gentlemen welcome to the show
1: thank you so much. so much uh and again richard we just i, I just want to thank you again for having us on we're we're huge fans and we're just very hon- honored honored and humbled to be here so thank you well i'm thrilled to have you on the show i appreciate you guys reached out to me kind of made a
0: compelling pitch um we uh, it took a little bit of time um uh, Stephen, you had an event in your life. You and your wife had just had a, a little baby girl. Congratulations on that. Thank you. Thank you very much. Michael's about to have a big event in his life. Uh, in about two months, you are uh, you said you're getting married in Chicago.
2: Getting hit. That's correct. Yeah, in two months. And so this reference to
0: being famous, my everybody's listening is like, what is he talking about? Both of you have <laughs> ties to a little bit of celebrity status, right? Uh, Michael, you were on the you – know, is it The Bachelorette?
2: Yeah, I was uh, about four years ago, maybe even five years ago now, I was on uh season five of The Bachelorette. And then a few years later, there was a spinoff show called Bachelor Pad. I was on the second season of that and ended up winning. And then they had me back on the third season. I didn't win that time. But... Uh, yeah, that is my semi claim to fame. Really, I just went on a show and got dumped, and then went on a game show and did okay. So, uh, <laughs> no, <I> th- <laughs> yeah,
0: that, that's, well, that's one that's show nice. more than most anybody else has ever been on.
2: So, <laughs> I, I right. guess so. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was a pretty pretty wonderful experience all the way around. It's it's been a giant blessing.
0: Well, and then the tie-in is that Stephen, you kind of have a link there because you weren't on the show, but you ended up uh, maybe taking a piece of the show home with you.
1: Right, yeah. So the Bachelorette before uh, my brother's season, her her name was Diana Pappas, and that is my now wife. Um, I, I basically met her through the show. Thanks, thanks to my. Brother in my little running joke with Mike is that I always say, well, you went on The Bachelorette and I got to marry The Bachelorette. So I've got a quasi-tied in there through marriage. Oh well, that's of kind of fun. That's kind of a yep. fun story.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's great. It's I, fun slash embarrassing. Yeah. Depending on which side <laughs> the fence you're sitting on. You no, no, not actually. Diana's <laughs> awesome.
0: As you get a little older, all stories are fun because – and the embarrassing part just makes them more fun. Uh, They just make that much – the story that much better. I
1: agree.
0: (laughs) Now, we're on the show because you guys have a Kickstarter campaign running right now. We do. And just so everybody knows, it's not doing so well right now. It's, it's doing. Not. It's yeah. not. And so we're on the show. We're gonna. So what we're gonna do is for the next oh, you know, ten, fifteen minutes, we're gonna go through your campaign. We're gonna break this break this project down, help our listeners understand how did you get to this spot and kind of what are you gonna do next? Because there's a good chance those of you guys who are listening to the audience right now, driving your car, working in your garden, um, writing whatever you're doing. You're going to be in the same place. You're going to have this project. You're going to think it's going to be great. You're going to put it out there and something's just not quite working for you and you're going to be faced with you guys, Stephen, you and, and Michael are faced with and that is mm-hmm. what are you going to do now? So let's talk about the project real quick. Sure.
2: Sure. I feel like it's it's obviously good to start at the start and say a few things. The, the project is a family fun board game called Mice and Dice. Um, we created it about three years ago, did a whole bunch of play testing and then got to the point where we needed Kickstarter to raise funds to essentially hire an illustrator, uh, make a mass production order so that we could lower our manufacturing costs and then distribution. That, that's the, the very core of our Kickstarter. Um, and I'm sure just like a lot of you guys that are listening, we did months of research about Kickstarter, reading articles, listening to podcasts just like this one and others and looking at YouTube videos and yeah, just just did a lot of our homework before we hit the launch button. That that's kind of our, our start.
0: Okay. And so how many days did you pick for your project? Do you remember?
2: yeah we did thirty three days
0: okay, so we're just almost exactly halfway through the project you picked a twenty thousand dollar goal and you're just mm-hmm. over twenty five percent of the way there, which would indicate correct. there's good indications here that uh this isn't going to happen so let's right, kind of let's just kind of look at this and and, and just do some analysis. Anytime you're going to look at a Kickstarter project, <laughs> talking, you guys already know this, but talking to listeners who already know this as well. Let's go to kick track. Cause kick track's the one that gets the numbers. Adam Clark has done a phenomenal job of setting this site up so that we can just see what's going on behind the, behind the scenes. All I'm right. on, the, I'm on your kick track page and I'm, the first thing I'm going to look at is your <clears> daily <throat> data. So let's start with your daily data. I see here that day one, 1300 day two 1300. Um, so two good days, 31 backers on the first day, 36 backers on the second day, and you had mm-hmm. five comments that total time, those, all those backers. What did you do to get this nice – that's a good jump. Um, what did you do to get
1: that initial surge? Yeah, not a bad start. Um, I think one of the, one of the initial um, kind of ideas we had that was really given to us um, was to do a Facebook – uh, launching like a like a Facebook launch event um, that we can invite people to. I, I think that really helped because you know you, it, it's it's something okay. that people kind of explain what that is. People. What is a Facebook launch event? Sure. So you literally invite people to uh, an event on Facebook where and we literally called it our MySendise Kickstarter launch uh, where they need to accept it you know in order to join. Um, and then once they accept it, you know, we can kind of then announce to them, "Hey, our Kickstarter is now live." And you know, the other thing it does is it just it just kind of creates buzz a little so, bit. So, so,
0: so for people who understand, I like that idea. So just to be clear, nothing actually happened on Facebook other than the fact Correct. that you schedule a Facebook event, but the event was the launching, so you're just basically an opportunity to remind your Facebook friends, hey, this project's live now, please go pledge.
1: Right. And the thing that we really liked about it was instead of just tweeting about it or emailing people and just kind of saying, like, hey, it's live, it it kinda of gets a little bit of involvement back where they can kind of commit to, Oh yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll be there
2: or I'll do this. And, um, and there's a landing page for it. And also more specifically, I, I you know, it, there wasn't an actual event. We didn't, you know, rent out a bar and host a party. I feel like that's an important distinction. Right. Do, so
0: you know? it, the event was just so simply the launch that, Hey, it's live right. now. And then you just mm-hmm. dr- drove people t- to do that. Uh, so you had 60, 67 backers of those 67 backers. How many of them didn't, you know,
1: um, I think it was about 20 or 25, really? so actually about yeah, pretty high. I was actually little really surprised, but again, we're a bit of an anomaly there because, um, I think quite a few of them were fans of Michael's, if you will. And so we just wouldn't know them by name. Um, so how did they,
2: but, you find- know-
0: Michael, how did you reach out to those fans?
2: Yeah. My biggest contribution to Facebook was I had, uh, thousands of kind of fan mail messages. And I went, I, you know, it was hours and hours, but I went through and personally wrote all those people inviting them to the launch and including a link. Um, and that's probably where, uh, those 25, uh, backers came from.
0: Okay. Well then what happened is, is that as we look at this and so, so what's nice is that kick track says that those first two days, you're trending to forty-five thousand 40, dollars. Right,
1: right, 40, forty-five thousand. Right.
0: You get all right? Yeah. All right, okay. So just so everybody knows, never believe that the number. To, that. The number to believe, um, and you've heard me say Seven, it on the show five. before, is about mm-hmm. day eight, nine, or ten, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So, so if we go out to day eight, nine, or ten on your project, uh, there's some good news, and that is it has you at about fifteen to sixteen thousand dollars, which is pretty good. You you were mm-hmm. giving pledges. But what was the problem? The problem was you're trying to fund a 20. Right. So right there, uh, you got some early indicators that, uh-oh, uh-oh, um, uh-oh we're running out of runway,
2: right? right. Yeah, so it's like yeah a, and I, I feel like maybe it's too early to discuss this, but you know, uh, I think that our initial – that time frame, kind of the second half of the first week uh, around our 7, 8, 9, 10-day mark, Really, that's where we were going to specifically target my Twitter audience and my social media audience and, and push that really hard, which is a pretty different audience than Facebook because you can reach out and personally message those people. Right, And uh, that has been, Steve, correct me if I'm wrong, kind of our biggest surprise is that Twitter and Instagram just aren't engaging enough for people to click the button to the link. Uh, or click the link to the Kickstarter page and then back that, that has been gigantically underwhelming in terms of us, uh, conversion, yeah. in conversion. Yeah. Well,
0: oh, that's a great, that's a great thing. So what kind of tweets, I mean, what kind of tweets did you send out?
2: Um, I kind of opened up the hats and dumped everything. You know, I, I made little like vine videos and I put up pictures of me next to my puppy, uh, you know, I, I, and again, <laughs> I, this probably not surprisingly, the demographic I am tweeting to are, you know, kind of uh, 18 to 25 women and moms. So, you know, being like, hey, check out our game. These are the core game mechanics. All, all those women would be like, I don't know what core game mechanics means. You know, <laughs> so I had to kind of fluff it up a little bit and make it all, uh, down further on our page. A lot of the pledges involve things like, you know, sending a personal picture, or getting a tweet, or a phone call, or Steve and I will fly to your house and host a game night, or we'll fly you, uh, fly the fans out to come see the Bachelor Mansion, things like that. So we kind of tried to play that up as much as we could. Um, and yeah, there just wasn't that much of a response. That's interesting. As much interesting. response as we needed.
0: Right. Yeah. So because you're dealing, you've got uh, close to a hundred thousand uh, Twitter followers. Mm-hmm. Correct. right, and so anybody who's looking to put their project out there, and they've got you know 500 Twitter followers, they're thinking, "Wow, 100,000," and maybe right. that's a little bit overrated what the social impact can be. Yeah, you know?
2: and so the direct point that actually I would drive home to the listeners and what we can take it from something that you've talked about on previous shows is, is, and and Jamie too, to to know your know your tribe, um, and I think that you know my social media presence, those people. Just don't care about board games, you know, and um, we kind of relied on that a little bit too much. Now, I say that and I think that there could be a really good last 10-day push, um, you know, because there isn't really a timeline for these people. There, right. there isn't really any rush for them to do it. They, they felt like they had 30 days, but taking the last 10 days and being like, hey, come on, guys, I need help, that that could spike a little bit of a difference. But certainly for our initial push, it, it wasn't there because they're not our tribe.
0: Okay. About – let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. About a week, eight days in, you've got a little bit of a bump in your campaign. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's where you picked up about $1,000 and about 10 to 15 backers. Did something happen right there?
1: Yeah, yes, I, I, go ahead. yeah. I love that you, you noticed that. And I think this is, this will really be kind of the, the, the core thing that we want to cover in, in this podcast. Of so, you know, what do you do? Because that happened where Mike and I, you know, after the first week we were like, Oh dude, we need to, we need to kind of reevaluate here. And um, to be honest, it kind of went back to things that, that you and, and Jamie have talked about where uh, we just said, look, let's go back to our network. Let's go back to people we know. So what we did was we literally just personally, Emailed people either on Facebook or, or just you know in Gmail or whatever, um, and asked for help. And and I, it was more than that. It wasn't just asked for help. We we personally connected with people and you know asked how they were doing and and then told them about the project. And uh, you know I even said things like I if I hadn't talked to people in a in a while I I said I, I regret that it's been so long, but um you know I just want to let you know about a project that we were doing. Or I'd say you 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 look great. Or I Facebook stalked you a little bit. And you know congratulations on this. And we got a lot of um, a lot of response from that. That's and hang that's, on, Steve.
2: I, I don't want to cut you off. but yeah, I want to ahead. make a, a distinction here. You know, I did that Facebook uh, push with fans and messages, but I have a public page, so none of those people were like personal friends of mine or mm-hmm. family. And then what Steve's talking about is circling back to his specific friends and people that we actually know and tapping into that network, not the Facebook people that i knew right not the, the, the fans but the fr- the
0: fr- the real friends right. friends That's and right, family i
2: feel like it's exactly. important to yeah make that decision so go ahead steve and then continue um yeah and i think
1: just a very good specific example of that there was a a girlfriend of ours from uh junior high like literally junior high was the last time we really talked to her um and i, I reached out to her and i was like hey you look great like you have an age today and you know just kind of reconnected with her and within two hours, she pledged $500 to our oh. campaign. And yeah, we even laughed and we were like, oh my God, like, are you, are you sure? <laughs> or whatever. Uh And she, she was like, yeah, you know, I love you guys. You're some of my oldest friends and thanks for reaching out and, you know, anything I could do to help. And it was just a very, very clear example to me of, it just made the distinction between kind of fans and followers and social media and, and not, not to downplay that, but it's just the difference between um connecting with. You know, your friends and people that you, you really do have a connecting with and asking them for help versus, versus asking people who you, you don't really know for help. And I think there's just a, a very big difference there that, that we obviously saw in our campaign.
0: Yeah, let's talk about that real quick because um, what I've had project owners who I've helped consult who have refused to reach out to their network and ask for money. They were uncomfortable mm-hmm. asking for money. And so a lot of times they just went, went along with the, well, I posted it to Facebook or I just, you know, I sent a tweet out. And what we discover is, is that in today's busy lives, you might think that you're just spamming everybody, but they're Mm -hmm. not paying attention. Mm -hmm. Your friends and your family are not paying attention. And unless you reach out, like you just said, specifically and say, Hey, look, I've got this thing and I need your help, which is not something we commonly do. But once you Mm -hmm. do that, then uh, you can break through that, 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 uh, distraction barrier. And people are more than willing to step up and help out, um, what you'll do, what you'll discover. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I can,
2: I can speak to that. I, I, right from the start when Steve mentioned Kickstarter, I didn't like it because of that part of it. I, that is an uncomfortable thing for me to do. I dislike asking for help in my day to day life. So that's kind of, I felt like I was going to have to do that. And Kickstarter has been a pretty good lesson in two things. Uh, one I like to think that the six billion people on this planet are generally speaking pretty good people and that they enjoy helping other people that they know and that they love or even that they like and that they care about. So um, it, that kind of helped the uncomfortableness go down and because you generally you yeah, people enjoy it. So they're happy to do it. And then uh, kind of the second thing is, you know, just that. You can also design the Kickstarter page to not just be about helping but to be about making it with you. And we kind of did a lot of little retooling and pledges that help people make the game with us. Um, and I, I, you know, I feel like that's relevant as well when you're asking for help. You, it, it, can, it doesn't just have to be help. You can kind of make it a little bit of both.
0: Right. Involvement. They can be part of that. Involvement. Involvement. Yeah,
2: yeah. That's, that's the best word. So
0: we, we've got day 16, 17 on your project because that's just the exact opposite of what we were just talking about on day about day 8 and that is suddenly you're losing backers and you're
1: losing money what happened right uh good question um it i, I unfortunately i think for me just kind of life got in the way um well, I, 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 well I anything happening
0: about that time stephen maybe in your life that maybe had been distracting
1: <laughs> I had a beautiful little girl to pay attention to and um i was also i was actually in in vegas for from a real job for work for for uh, for a week and so you know i think that just happens i think that's another thing for for the listeners to just just to be aware of and maybe plan for that you know life life is going to happen you know what i mean in the middle of a campaign and and uh, i would hope that everybody who is thinking about launching knows that it is very much so a full-time job and a full-time commitment and um I think for day 16, 17, 18, I, I just I, – I wasn't very well available and, and neither was Michael. And so we, we really did just kind of have a, a little bit of a lull and, and we saw some loss uh, because of that.
0: Which goes to show that if you do take your eye off the ball, it, I mean you really – this thing you got to just keep going. You got to keep pedaling, right? You yeah, absolutely. You got to keep pedaling. Mm-hmm. So we've only got a couple of minutes left here. Sure. Uh, what are you going to do? Your project has got a couple of weeks left. You've only funded at 25 percent. What are you going to do?
1: Uh yeah, good question. We're uh, we're going to put the pedal to the metal. We're um we we've got these contests going on right now that we're really excited about. Uh right now is Rat Week where uh we um we're inviting our backers to basically make the game with us. Something that we've already talked about, but um we've also just changed things where we said, "Okay, uh we had a growth goal of $50,000 now instead of that $50,000 goal of the same reward we say okay if we get to 200 backers this week we'll give you that reward or that growth goal I will so just kind of changing things and tweaking and then we're also um just reaching out to actually Richard, you're a good example we we've got a couple a couple other interviews coming up we've got banner ads on sites and so you know we're really just pushing and and kind of retooling and restructuring as much as we can uh
2: i do think it's and sorry so I don't mean to cut you no, off go ahead. but uh, uh, I, I am not someone that... I, failure just doesn't bother me. I think you learn from failure. Um, and I think Steve and I are starting to realize that our Kickstarter is going to fail. Maybe it won't. Maybe there's this giant surge. But but I think there's a lot of silver lining that's going to be coming out of this. And Steve and I have been contacted by uh Spinmaster, which is a giant gaming um, gaming distributor and gaming company. And then we've had some other distributors and some sales reps reach out. Just a lot of really good things come out of just launching. So I think maybe it will help listeners to hear from someone that is probably going to fail to that. It just doesn't matter. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to hit the launch button, even if you're going to fail because chances are a lot of good things can still happen by hitting launch button. Um, And I think that's kind of where Steve and I are at. We're, We're pretty pleased still with launching and we've learned a ton and we can retool and, uh, and relaunch at a later date, for sure. But if, even if we don't, we've gotten some really good contacts out of it. Excellent.
0: Mm-hmm. We're, we're, we're out of time. Uh, I'll leave just for the listeners to know that I, in a situation like this, I always recommend somebody cancels a project. That way you didn't fail. You
2: mm-hmm. chose
0: to cancel it. But also, sure, yeah. Kickstarter, if you fail, Kickstarter keeps your project in the index. So if somebody types in mice and dice, your project will come up and it will say failed to fund. Mm -hmm. But if you cancel, Kickstarter removes it from the index and people can't find it. So that's one of the big reasons why if you're interested in having this project be successful, to cancel it, retool it, relaunch it. You don't have to go through the approval process anymore. You can literally cancel it and relaunch it in an hour and then just reset your goals, reset everything. So that's always a reason I recommend that people look at canceling versus letting it run to its –
2: Absolutely. –
0: death. All right. Well, gentlemen – we're out of time. I certainly appreciate you coming on the show and talking about the project and kind of being open and honest here about the situation and, and where you're at. Because it's sometimes it's hard just to say, "Hey, it's not going the way we thought it was going." So I certainly appreciate you being on the show.
1: Of yeah, course. absolutely. Our pleasure, here. Richard. Really, thank you for thank you for having us. Hopefully, you know, listeners can can learn from our mistakes.
0: Well, I think they I think they will. You've been listening to Funding the Dream. This has been episode 192. My guests have been Stephen and and Michael. Stagliano, and they are yeah. with, I got it. I got it. There was Stesso Games, and Stesso, by the way, means identical twins in Italian, as they informed me. They are identical twins. Hopefully, you've heard something inspiring. Their project, Mice and Dice, is currently running on Kickstarter. It could use a little bit of love, so if you get a chance, go out, take a look, give them a little bit of support. Hopefully, you've heard that uh, something inspiring, because I know I always do, especially when somebody's uh, willing to come on the show and help you be better with your next Kickstarter project. Thanks for listening. Take care.